What's up, loungers? We're back. It's big time now. Episode 20. Uh, this is Rob. I'm Alan. And I'm Randy. And we are the Lounge SD. Um, thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. I know we've we've taken a little break here. We've been on a hiatus. Um, some of us were abroad competing in a- Ironman competitions. Uh, the rest of us were just <laughs> hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> just keeping it real locally. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I mean, that's really random for you to jump in episode 20. Um, but in case you're wondering, uh, what we do here is we discuss all things having to do with pop culture and the popular arts. Um, we kind of form you, like our formula is kind of like anything that's dope at Comic-Con. We try to discuss a little bit here and there on the podcast. Um, and we just want to thank all of our, our loungers, our listeners here for your guys' continued support. Um, as I mentioned before, you know, we, we try to discuss pop culture things. And I don't know if we've discussed it too much or gave, like devoted a whole episode to anime too much. Um, but in case you haven't read the title and you're just living life, you know, just super loose and just clicking shit. Um, <laughs> you're going to be looking at one of the one of like it's just it's hot fire right now. Everybody's talking about it. it you can you know, it's on banners and stuff for Anime Expo. Um, we're going to be discussing the up and coming anime My Hero Academia. Or, or Boku no Hero. Academia. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're super JDM, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna be taking a look at season one, um, but we want to give you guys, uh, you know, that front bumper, full spoilers ahead. Um, we're gonna be, you know, discussing season one as the main uh, topic for this episode, but there's a good chance that we'll spill the beans on on future events or future characters or future quirks. Um, so just so, real quick, since you're talking about yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think. At this point in time, uh, what's today? September third. All three of us are fully caught up, right? No, I have not no. watched the newest episode. Okay. Uh, either way, uh, that's still not too bad. But so, as a reference, that's how far we'll, we can go. We basically can go up all the way to the most recent episode, except we will try to dodge uh, the last episode which aired on the 1st of september i believe um so yeah sorry i just wanted to make sure that's how far we can go so continue no that's a good point yeah no that's a good point um in case we got some loungers out there that are watching it currently with us i don't know i don't even know what episode is on which one just came out on crunchyroll which number i think Um, it's 56 that sounds about right um, I can do a quick. So check. yeah, if if you're watching on Crunchyroll, uh, we're we're into season three now. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's it's kind of like a retrospect. I mean, we, we the series was so nasty that we all binge watched it within like two or three weeks, and you know now we decided you know we should we should dedicate some episodes of the podcast to the series. So here we are on on season one. Um, so let's let's go ahead and dive right into it. Uh, we're you know this formula we're going to be discussing the seasons or the, the first season here. We're going to try and take it like episode by episode in chronological order, to where you know we'll discuss you know the episode and like I guess like the main event that happens or like uh, the main part of the story that takes place in that episode, um, and we'll go through it that way. Uh, just some housekeeping things or main facts to get out of the way um my hero academia the anime 
um, that we're watching actually aired in 2016 and it's the first season's 13 episodes so it's very short uh and it's produced by bones uh, the production company's produced is, is called bones um i guess the other big anime that they've uh released or one of the big anime that they've released was a uh, full metal alchemist um so hmm. if you're a fan of that show maybe you found your way to this show or you know you can do it the other way vice versa but um yeah all right so uh, episode one was titled Izuku Midoriya, which is our main story. Um, so Izuku Midoriya colon origin is the title. Um, and this is uh, kind of like a world building episode. You know, with most first episode, pilot episodes of series, you kind of get introduced to the world. Um, and so we get introduced to our main character. And just first thoughts, uh, Randy Boy, what did you think of Izuku um, and his introduction? Uh, I felt that he was pretty relatable, um, especially considering that he didn't have any quirks. He was kind of a normal kid, you know what I mean? Especially, it definitely portrayed that he idolized All Might, uh, which, I mean, shoot, if I was in that world, who wouldn't idolize All Might? Shoot, I'd mm-hmm. idolize him in this world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it... it it was kind of cool because, yeah, they made, uh, uh, they made him, like, your normal viewer, you know. So it was it was pretty cool, especially considering down the line seeing his transformation into who he is now. Uh, looking back, it's like, oh wow, yeah, you kind of forget that he started off as just a kid, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool, cool intro. Uh, it hooked me. Uh, I'm going to do a little back story on me as far as getting into this show. Um, it did a great job hooking me. I wasn't really into anime to begin with. Um, but, of course, after Comic-Con, I got kind of in the mindset to start a new anime and get into it. And a bunch of people... Uh, recommended this to me so i was like okay let me give it a shot and the first episode hooked me so it did its job i liked it awesome man and then um alan i know you have very similar uh trapezius muscles sizes to all my i just i was curious about (laughs) i was curious what your thoughts were on i mean you know when you whenever you see my hero academia like uh any kind of uh what's the word uh, promos or anything like that it's always izuku and then the other it's all might so my what are your thoughts on on all might uh i think he's dope like he you know that i mean, when the season starts like you kind of know he's the biggest and baddest ass of all you know he's the number one hero mm-hmm. so yeah. and like they kind of show it that way and as the seasons go on like you kind of see it but seeing how he met Deku, um, who's Izuku Midoriya's nickname. Um, it's probably easier to pronounce than Izuku as well. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, so um, the way he met Deku was like, it was, he kind of showed his vulnerability because Deku kind of just looked up to All Might and was like, you know, All Might was like his like, hero. Like, I don't, I don't think they ever announced that or they ever showed Deku having a father figure around. Oh man, yeah, that's um, a good point. 
so like he he always looked up to him like his whole room is all decked out in all might um and even like i mean he studied heroes but like his number one hero in his heart was all might so um all might is just badass all around uh the number one hero and he shows it as the you know as the seasons go on but um yeah i he's he's dope dude like he's i imagine like you know when everyone asks me like what what superpower would you like i always say like be like the hulk where you can where you can kind of jump between being a normal person and being like super strength kind of thing and that's kind of like what that's kind of like what all might is like he he has that vulnerability where he he can't be in the all might form for too long um and then he when he is all might like he you know he has his extra super strength and oh man just everything about him is dope it's so hard yeah and that's talk about all might without <laughs> talking about uh the next seasons but yeah sorry it's just because i'm thinking about how badass he is uh but i gotta pump the brakes <laughs> <laughs> well i mean we gave we gave that whole front bumper so i mean people kind of know what they're getting into I- i'm assuming if people are at this point they're not watching like the first season and then searching for podcasts like oh where's the recap of season one kind of thing. i did <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Um, but you guys, you guys do bring up a good point. Our uh, Alan did at least with the uh, the Hulk uh, similarity, um, and that kind of furthers another reason why I also found myself enjoying the anime because of how I guess like in a world of superheroes, there's like the realism aspect of it. Like it's not just uh, All Might is Superman and he's Superman all the time, so he's kind of like OP. It's yeah. you know he's he got wounded or whatever, so now he can only be All Might for three hours at this point. And mm-hmm. so, and what kind of and so, uh, you know another review that I watched uh, brought up like why is he doing some of the things that he does? Because like if you're watching this first episode, you see All Might he's doing he's using he's burning that three hours to try and do like these little um, helping yeah little helping activities like someone getting mugged or like cats in a tree. And it's like, dude, why don't you save it up? But I also get the other point of that, where it's like, you know, if he if he he'll he'll uh, if he doesn't use it, he'll lose it. Like if he doesn't, you know, use all might for that three hours for the day, then he could have done so much, you know, more good. Uh, he doesn't know that you know there's going to be a villain attack, so why not do the smaller activities? Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that brings us to our um, the second episode, um, which is titled "What It Takes to Be a Hero." And so, uh, you know, with, with the events in the first episode, uh, Midoriya or Deku gets attacked by this weird, like, blob monster. And uh, he gets saved by, by All Might, his, like, idol. And, you know, All Might takes him and, and kind of accidentally reveals, like, his, his like, weakened state. Um, and then in episode two, we see that, you know, Deku's, uh, the, you know, the villain returns and Deku happens to be there and he happens to see his I don't know if you want to call him a childhood friend or like childhood acquaintance but like I'm basically now it's his well, best yeah, yeah. friend <laughs> <laughs> like they have like a frenemy kind of relationship yeah definitely um Bakugo uh Katsuki uh Bakugo um uh, I, I guess for the series Bakugo. Korkatan, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's one thing that kind of like uh, you know full spoilers ahead and all that with 
this first season, I was like, how am I going to keep track of all these JDM names throughout the yep. series? But as as time goes on, like you definitely like start feeling for these characters, you start remembering their names and personalities, so it gets easier. So if you're if you're in the thick of it right now, just stick with it. You'll you'll learn the names. Don't worry. Like um, but so, just to just yeah. real quick to branch off of that, it's super. That's one thing that I like about this show is that at the beginning it's kind of overwhelming, like especially oh, yeah. the names, considering each person they use three different names. Because um, they use their first name, their last name, and then their superhero name. Um, right. But the show does a really good job at character development. Um, I think every character has had probably one episode essentially dedicated to them so far. Um, mm-hmm. So even if you feel overwhelmed at the beginning, the show does a good job at slowing it down and giving you time to learn that one character and um, understand why they do things a certain way and stuff like that. So I think that's one reason why it's doing so well. But yeah, so Deku was helping out Bakugo in episode two. Yeah. And so uh, the the premise of that or what happens with that is that uh, now in that first episode, uh, All Might was able to capture the monster, the blob monster, and put him in like a Coke bottle or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Bakugo accidentally kicks it and like sets the monster free and gets caught up in it. And so now like the media and everybody's watching. There's even some pro heroes that show up. And this blob monster seems like he's like unstoppable. And, you know, ba- Bakugo ends up getting captured. And so we, you know, all the pro heroes start backing off. They're like, you know, let's just kick back. Like this monster is too crazy. Like we can't go up against him. And so the quirkless Deku without thinking his body just reacts, just snaps into effect, rushes in to try and save Bakugo. Um, Alan, what are your thoughts on Deku's action in episode two? Um, I, like, it kind of just sets the, you know, sets the story up, like, or sets the, the whole series up, is that, like, Deku being a quirkless, um, Deku being a quirkless, like, human, and mm-hmm. I, we never really talked about it, but when we say quirk, that's pretty much their superpower. Um, and like in this in this anime specifically, when you don't have a, like in this day and age in this anime, it's more common to have a quirk than it is uh, than it is to not have a quirk. So that's right. why that's why Deku was like bullied pretty much by Bakugo because Bakugo had if like probably one of the strongest quirks in you know amongst all their friends and then here's deku who has nothing and then i remember in the earlier episodes deku had like you know he they went to doctor it was so weird because they went to doctor's appointments to find out if he had a quirk and like his mom has a quirk his dad had a quirk but um he doesn't have a quirk and then i remember he was like i remember that one image of like little little baby deku like sitting in front of the computer and he's like just so like like deer caught in the headlights like oh my god i don't have a quirk <laughs> and like and his mom's like i'm sorry i'm sorry blah 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 um anyway so um yeah like deku just um running off into into helping bakugo which is great because like it sets the story up because later all Might was like, dude, you know, we all, like, every hero has their first moment where they remember they 
got their quirk or whatever, and it was it was when they um when they didn't feel their legs, but they acted anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of set the tone, and then it's kind of dope because you know Deku has the heart of a hero already, and All Might says that it's like you know you already help people, but it's sad that you don't have a quirk, and then. Um, that's why Deku kind of just like took off and it, it was great. Like, I, like that whole moment. And then when Deku, I don't, I don't know if Deku saved so much Bakugo, but All Might came along around the same time and, um, you know, took care of everything. Mm-hmm. But like Bakugo was just so anti help. Like he's like, I can do everything by myself, but obviously he couldn't do everything by himself because he was getting worked. Um, <laughs> like dude was just getting worked and most of the times that Bakugo like is in a fight like he has upper hand and in the moment he loses the upper hand he gets worked and then like <laughs> I don't know and then like somebody else saves him and then he's always like so strung up but um yeah dude Deku is just he's too dope like I I you know as a nurse and like as a runner who's or a triathlete who's like ran into people who's needed help like along the course, like like I totally get Deku and his like just wanting to help people because not everyone can be helped or not everyone can help themselves. So yeah, I think it's pretty dope like how that all happened. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um so uh, that brings us to uh what I consider uh the third episode in the series called Roaring Muscles. So because of uh, Deku's actions, uh, trying to save Deku, uh, try to save Bakugo against the blob monster, um, all these other pro heroes, and especially All Might, they all witness action. And it kind of motivates them. And it actually made All Might, you know, um, decide to jump in. He's like, you know, he decides to go plus ultra. Like, he knows he's, like, at his time limit for the, for the day. He's already at his three hours. But he's like, you know, this kid doesn't have any quirks or anything, and he rushed in anyway. I, like, super motivated me. And in doing so, All Might knows that um, because his his superpower, which is the uh, uh, one for all um, power, he's able to pass that down. And so he's kind of looking for somebody to pass that on to. And because of Deku's actions in Episode Two, um, he chooses Deku to be the next uh, holder of this power. And so for me, I, I kind of grouped these these first three episodes together. Um, so Randy Boy, what did you think of of that kind of like tie up for the for the first like I guess the like mini arc for this first season where uh, All Might's choosing Deku? How did you feel about like you know basically I guess how he was chosen and then you know the task that uh, All Might kind of gives him to get his body ready? Uh, I thought that it was like. Uh... How do I say it? Very emotional, especially the way that they presented it in the episode. Like the sun was setting, they were in the middle of the street, and if I recall, like Deku was on his hands and knees in pain or something like that. Um, and All Might was also in his weakened state, and mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass it down." Blah blah blah. Um, and of course, Deku was all excited and crying and all that good stuff. Um, but now that I know what I know uh, for the more current episodes, it makes more sense why he had to train 
for the next 10 months because, I mean, spoiler alert, like, his body still isn't ready <laughs> for uh, All for One because, man, he gets wrecked every time there he is. uses it, and it's awesome. But I really like how, yeah, the first three episodes, uh, yeah, like you said, it was basically one little arc, and it was just enough to kind of get you hooked to the show. Um, and that's one thing that's nice about this show. And I've learned most anime are only about 30 minutes long. So an hour and a half in and you have kind of one whole story arc and it's just kind of getting you prepared for the rest, you know, cause if I recall, um, right after this episode, he starts going to the school. So, you know, and even, then once he starts school that's another arc so i really like how they did the uh three episode storyline thing i appreciate right yeah uh yeah and i didn't think about it like i mean like in a time like the time that we're now superheroes is that hot hot like everybody everybody's doing superheroes i mean it's an incredibles it's the mcu um comic books are, are feeling the resurgence and so these episodes, it's kind of like if you're a comic book reader, you get these like mini arcs. You have like the full Spider-Man like line, but you know it'll be like issue seventy-one through seventy-four is its own like mini arc. So it's it's kind of mirrored here. Um, Brandy, as like a follow-up question to this first arc here, um, I just like it just came to me like when I was driving one day. Do you kind of feel a similarity between uh, Deku and Cap, uh, Captain America from the oh. MCU, like? Steve Rogers, you know, he's he basically like wants to go into war, like fight and everything, but he doesn't have the ability to. And then somebody comes along and, and grants him that power. So he's kind of one of those heroes where he has he he didn't grow up with the power. He didn't have the power with him. And so he's one of those that it was bestowed upon him. So he has like a, a different gratitude, a different way of thinking. Do you kind of see a similarity there or am I kind of pulling at straws? Uh no, I could see it. Especially, uh, like I, another one. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. Um, sure. With his decision making process, um, which actually becomes a big part of every time he uses his powers, he, you know, it shows that moment where he's just sitting there and his thoughts, like, okay, if I do this, this is gonna happen, but I need to push in order to accomplish it. Blah blah blah. Um, I could definitely see the similarities between him and Cap in that aspect where, you know, even if it means that he's going to get hurt, he needs to do it for the greater good. You know what I mean? And that's what Cap is all about. You know, he's more than willing to sacrifice himself for the greater good. All right, cool. So I'm glad that we we both seeing it that same way. Yeah, I just that thought came to me and I was like, oh, shit, he's totally Steve Rogers. And he got, you know, basically the the super soldier serum. um, And he's kind of coming to terms with it. Um, So that kind of brings us into, I guess, the beginning of the next story arc where we get introduced to the uh, the school. Um, Otherwise, uh, throughout the series known as, they just call it UA. Um, The episode's title is is Start Line. And when when they first get to the school, there's like this practical exam where the, the students kind of all have to go into this battle battleground simulation where they have to take on these giant robots. Um, Alan, what did you think of the practical exam and 
you know, when we, I guess it's, uh, we get to see Deku kind of use uh, all for one for the first time. How did you, how did you view this episode? Um, it was pretty dope because, I mean, first off, you get to see like all the, you get to see all the students getting to use their, um, getting to use their quirks, including a belly button dude. I don't know his name, but belly button dude. And I was like, really this dude? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it's pretty much, you can either fight these robots or you can just get past them. I think belly button dude gets past them. Um, (laughs) and, uh, what's his name? Bakugo obviously did his thing. Then you get your first taste of um, of uh, Todoroki, who's ice hot, icy hot, Mr. Icy Hot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, half of his body is ice, half of his body is hot or fire. And then you get a taste of Ida uh, Tenya, right? Uh, yeah. Right? Tenya? Yeah. Um, whose superpower is he has engines in the back of his calves, so he's super fast. Um, so it's pretty dope, and like, and then, you know, going through the episode. Next thing you know, um, who's that? Ochako, who isn't really like, who doesn't really have like that number, like, who doesn't really have like a very offensive uh, quirk. Um, hers is just zero gra- zero gravity, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was just you know seeing her. I forgot what happened to her. But, um, I mean, Deku just, like, again, he got into that mode where he's like, oh, God, I got to help her. And um, I think I think this is the first time he used All Might, and then he realized, oh, shit, my body's broken. Like, yeah, he went <laughs> too hard. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, he was the only one who took down, I think, because there was different classes of robots. Right, and I think he's the only one who took down the big robot by himself. And yeah, it, like, just a, sorry, just as a reminder, so the way that this was going was this: this practice practical exam was what you needed to pass in order to get gain entrance into the school. And so, yeah. what everybody was doing, like you said, there was different robots and there was different point systems. And so, the other robots were all like smaller, um, and you could fight them or beat them kind of easily depending on your power but they also had these huge giant like building sized ones where they didn't count towards any points and the advice from everyone was just to run away from these giant robots um and i think what happens is that ochako ends up getting like stuck somewhere to where she couldn't escape like everybody else and so she was going to get trampled or get hurt and that's when deku you know his his body reacts before he can even think and uh, he ends up you know breaking himself um, yeah. So yeah, just just a little clarity on the practical exam uh, requirements, and so uh, the final you know their their people are getting their scores like uh, numbered off, and Deku is stuck at zero up to this point, and he just took out this you know again it's worth zero points, um, so it looks like he went through all that shit for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, and at, at the very end of the episode, it turns out that uh, he still gets granted access because. However many robots you take out is only one part of the exam. Um, the other part of the exam is showing, I guess, like hero qualities. And so him rushing in to save Ochako um, was was what got him in. And uh, yeah, he was able to gain entrance. And I think the invitation was sent by like All Might himself. Yeah. So well, that, was, that was pretty cool. 
Because I think Ochako like gave, wanted to give up some of her points to him because she wouldn't do right. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. For him. And then on top of that, All Might was like, well, like no one else stepped up to the, you know, stepped up to the plate and Deku did. So he kind of, you know, put in his two cents there and they, they pretty much got him in. Right. And so, again, like, I think Randy Boy had touched on this. This series, like, you know, besides all the cool, hero, like, superhero and, like, world building and, and character development, the other thing that, for some reason, it just hits every single time is, like, the emotional, like, roller coaster <laughs> slash, like, high that, like, they are, they're able to pull off. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we're watching, like, a cartoon, but, like, man, the feels that we get from certain episodes, man, it's just, it's, it's astounding, man. It's, it's really awesome. I think um, one thing that helps with that, and I'm very impressed with, I think this is kind of just uh, anime in general, is that they're really good at portraying emotions and uh, mm-hmm. just feelings in general, because they can do so much, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just call it on the screen, you know what I mean? Like, they can add extra lines and explosions and all this stuff um that anime is kind of known for um right and it's interesting how it doesn't seem like western cartoons really take advantage of that like i mean this one seems kind of out there for western cartoons but like the nose bleeding thing that a lot of <laughs> anime does like don't get me wrong it's it's kind of weird but it does its job. It shows how, uh, I guess you could say, extreme that person feels towards that particular thing. In most instances, it's a sexual thing, which is kind of weird. But right, right. you know what I mean? Like they can add those things or like the bigger eyes or the huge teardrops or whatever. Um, and I think that's one thing that helps so much when it comes to portraying those feelings and stuff like that for this anime and just anime in general um so yeah i totally agree this this anime is just so good at the roller coaster of emotions while you watch it yeah man they they, that's a good point i didn't i didn't think of it in that in that sense that like the animation helps uh portray those feelings or like amplifies it that much more um all right so that brings us to uh, I guess it's still within like the first few days of school, uh, or maybe it's the first day of school. So now, now our hero Deku is is actually admitted into school now, and it's this first day. Um, so this, this is episode five now, and it's called "What I Can Do for Now." So imagine going into school your very first day, um, and it, one thing about the school is that each class is taught by a pro hero, and it's the introduction of a pretty like one of the most badass characters. In, you know, in anime, or at least arguably one of the most baddest characters, uh, Shota, Shota Aizawa, um, oh, yes. otherwise known as Eraserhead, um, is teaching this class. Um, and first day, he decides to hold physical tests where every student will be graded on doing these physical tasks, whether it's like a foot race or throwing a ball as hard as you can. Um, I forget some of the other tests. But um, his whole thing with this first day, and it's kind of like a weeding out the men from the boys kind of thing, is if you score the lowest points across the board for each test, you will be expelled from the school. So, so out of the 20 students in this first class, if you score the lowest through all these tests, you'll get kicked out. 
And so our boy Deku knows that he's only good. His body, he can't control it. So if he tries to use his body once, he's going to fail all the other tests or whatever anyway. So he's got to pick and choose his moments. And I think he gets called out too. Uh, Aizawa knows that he can, he'll he break his body if he uses it. So he's like, you know, how can you be a, 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 a worthwhile hero if, you know, after you use one attack, you're done? Yeah. He's like, you better, you better keep that in mind. Um, so Randy Boy, what was your thought on episode five and how Deku gets around this, this, um, this challenge? Uh, I thought it was dope. Uh, I feel like this was not really a filler episode, but it wasn't as exciting as others. Um, right. But it was it was needed to show the challenge that Deku had. You know, like I do like how uh, it showed that he was learning how to adapt. Like in this one, if I recall, he had to throw the baseball or whatever that ball is um and he adapted to only use one finger and but like his finger was just wrecked right after (laughs) like it's so funny how they portray it it's like just that dark purple every time he uses it and he's broken um but i thought it was cool it showed that drive that he has and that uh that uh calculated mindset that deku has on how to win you know, like, basically the entire storyline is winning against villains or winning against his other classmates or whatever. And I think you could, I think it's safe to say about 90% of the time he comes out on top because he's so uh, calculated in that aspect. And this is kind of the first intro to him trying to figure out this test because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to get kicked out because he's been trying so hard to get into this position and now that he's there you know he's trying not to get kicked out so i thought it was cool but it wasn't the most exciting compared to other episodes right yeah i mean in in the general like the big scope of the series yeah this is definitely not like a a crazy like edge of your seat you're like oh how is he gonna how's he gonna pass this test kind of episode. yeah um but yeah that's a good point like thinking of of deku as a calculated uh, hero is is a good way to characterize him he, he definitely uh one thing that we haven't mentioned or you know starts to come up in the series is that deku actually like kept notebooks on heroes and so he would keep track of like their quirks like weaknesses and how they should use them so he's like he's also like a crazy strategist as well um and that 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 shows through and through throughout the the series um all right, so uh, we we it turns out at the very end of the episode that Aizawa was just you know he just wanted the students to work really hard. He actually isn't going to expel anyone; they're all safe. Um, he just wanted everybody to kind of have that like that fear of I might get kicked out, so I'm gonna go hard. Which I mean, this kind of speaks volumes to to Aizawa as a teacher. He just wants the best for his students, and um, yeah, even this, you know this very first like introduction, you start to the character development going. You start to see Aizawa, and um, what lengths will go to make sure that the, the students are prepared and that, you know, that he cares about them. Um, so that moves us on to episode six um, with superheroes, another kind of, uh, I guess, you know, identifying thing besides superpowers and names and stuff is the superhero costumes. Um, and so episode six is the intro of the costumes. And so the way they set this up is that 
prior to getting into the school, you sent in your designs and thoughts about how you want your costume to look and what you want it to do. And that was actually, you know, made for you by a, a team. And then they were given out to all the students um, during this first, I guess, big challenge, um, which uh, tends, uh, turns out to be a two-on-two a two uh, villains versus heroes um, mock battle. Uh, so, Alan, what are your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the costumes that we got to see, and the 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 challenge that we got to see kind of start here, the the two versus two villains heroes mock battle? Um, I I thought all the costumes were dope. If I had to choose the best costume, it, it would probably have to be either Tsuyu's, who's the uh, who's a frog girl, right. or Ida, who's uh, engine. Right. Yeah. Um, just because they're like they look dope. Bakugo's dope, but he kind of reminds me of um of a uh, Rufio from. Uh, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> yeah. And then the makeup. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. He gives himself so a little like, like raccoon eyes kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, it's all right. Um, Ida Ida's definitely dope though. Like I I like his quirk. Um, it's just funny. Uh, but the battle that was dope because the first battle kind of just it was just set up everything. It was the first battle was um, uh, Deku and Ochako, and it was against uh, Ida and Bakugo. And Ida, who's the who's the ultimate team player, uh, play by the rules. I'm here to win, but I'm like here to play fairly and do everything by the rules. Um, and then he was teamed up with Bakugo, who's like Bakugo knew he was going up against Deku, and he just like took off, mm-hmm. like, and you know, I think someone had said, uh, I think it was All Might who said like, oh, like I knew this was gonna happen, blah blah blah, um, and then I think Ochako and Deku just like they seriously planned everything out. And it was it was dope the way Deku like planned everything. He just he he's old the ultimate planner pretty much and then he like he ended up facing off against deck um against bakugo and bakugo had all this pent-up aggression because deku saved him from that slime monster um and otako was like dealing with ida trying to touch i think if you touch the rocket then you won and that was the only caveat. Either you defeat your opponent or you touch the rocket. You don't have mm-hmm. to bring the rocket anywhere. You just touch it. So um, they ended up touching the rocket, and that was it. You know, like, um, it was it was just funny because, like, um, De- uh, Deku ended up, like, he just, like, channeled all this energy. And, like, he was just like, dude, like, I'm, like I don't want to beat you. Like, I just want to show you I'm better than you. Like, that's the only reason why I want to beat you or something like that. Um, and then Bakugo obviously had all that pent-up aggression. I don't know for what, but he's just Bakugo, and he's all this teenage angst in him. And uh, I think they were all cheering for Deku, and then Deku got caught, like, with some kind of explosion, and then All Might tried to break it up and was like, I should break this up. Because it's getting out of hand, and Deku was like, "Nope," and uppercut, but it missed Bakugo. But Bakugo knew it missed, 
and then Deku was like, Ochako, now's the time. And then Ochako took off and like did her little zero gravity thing and ended up touching the the rocket. And it was it was dope. Like the way they won. Like so much tension, so much like you you just knew the tensions in the air because Bakugo and Deku were going at it. And on top of that, they had the side they had the side mission of trying to get the rocket. Um and then, you know, everyone else was kind of just whatever, like everyone just kind of one and then you you get to see how everyone's um uh how everyone's uh quirks like played for them because not you know not every uh quirk not every quirk is like useful with every person so then i i forgot who it was but i think it was the dude who um who's kind of like pikachu just like electrical discharges yeah Mm -hmm. and then the amplifier chick earphone jack right right they were on the team and then she was like oh it's over here and then i forgot how i forgot how they did but i think they were dope like they were a dope uh group but at the same time like this is where you found out that the electric dude was just like he has this discharge and then once it goes off he's like this stupid ass dude (laughs) 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 he's like the stupidest dude in the whole show but um yeah, like it, that was pretty dope. Like I, I like, I, I just like, I like how everything is coming along, and they don't shove, like, they don't shove everything in front of you at like from the get go. Like, yeah, this is episode six that we're talking about, or episode seven we're talking about now. But um, at the same time, like, it's not like they don't show everything to you up front. So like as time goes on and as the season goes on, like you're starting to unlock, you're starting to see all these newer powers being unlocked and all these newer items. So like there's still incentive to keep watching because you could, you know, there's more to happen and like they can do more with their powers instead of just showing you that, you know, they only have one, like they're a one punch dude. Oh, (laughs) I get it. Awesome. All right. So yeah, that that kind of sums up uh, the episode six and seven, uh, Deku versus Kachan. Um, yeah, and we do kind of get. Uh, I think they relate back to it. I guess in the next episode, in episode eight, uh, Bakugo start line. Uh, everybody, I think this the Deku versus Kachan. There, there's the two versus two teams there. I think they were the first mock battle that everybody else witnessed, and so it yeah. kind of set set the tone for everyone else. Everybody else just started going hard. Um, so it was clear from the from the jump, like Deku versus Kachan, like their actions motivate the whole rest of Class One A. Um, and so, yeah, that kind of brings us in, into our episode eight. So now it's the aftermath of all of the mock battles, and because of how hard Bakugo and uh, Deku were going, they you know suffered some injuries, and um, Bakugo was just really buttered about fucking losing to Deku <laughs> and he's all he's also like has this weird uh feeling about Deku that like he's had this this like OP quirk this entire time and just been tricking him and he's like you you know like, you damn bastard like you've been tricking me all these years um you're 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 just trying to compete with me like I was supposed to be the only one I was gonna apply and get into UA and now you're here with your stupid badass quirk and you just beat me <laughs> in the mock battle 
so he's like he's like walking out of campus and i think it, it gets to deku's ears that uh kachan is going to leave the school or something and he's like no 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 like you know it, it, he's my friend of me or whatever i gotta keep him here um so it's it's another one of those kind of like filler or not super action-packed episodes um but randy boy what did you think of what transpires here between bakugo and uh, deku when he's trying to walk out of, out of the school basically the crux of this episode what did you think uh like you said it was a filler episode um mm-hmm. i didn't think too much about it really it was a bunch of nothing going on until the very end where like you said yeah. they were outside and he was about to leave um he as in bakugo um but it just goes back to uh deku and showing the kind of guy he is i mean he it's like kachan is still like his best friend you know, even mm-hmm. even though Bakugo or Kachan, whatever you want to call him, uh, even though Bakugo keeps shitting on Deku, he <laughs> keeps coming back for more. And it just goes to show like he really looks up to Bakugo. And I mean, he's looked up to him for so long. I mean, even when they were little kids, he looked up to him because he had a quirk and Deku didn't. So that hasn't changed because now Deku has a quirk. No, he still looks up to him, but obviously Bakugo, like you already mentioned, is just constantly shitting on Deku because all of a sudden Deku has this quirk. Um, But yeah, I mean, just in summary for this episode, it was just showing another instance of good guy Deku doing his thing. So yeah, filler. All right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, and just like as a as a follow-up i mean like i don't know you kind of have to take a step back and kind of put out of your mind season two and three randy boy but um did you feel i got the sense that like they were building up bakugo to become like the anti-hero like not the anti-hero but like the villain eventually you know what i mean oh, like yeah oh absolutely yeah um oh man it just felt like, you know, in like the first, he was, I felt like he was going to go the route of Vegeta or Piccolo where, you know, he, he set up as the villain at first and then through, through the power of love and friendship, <laughs> he was going to become, <laughs> you know, uh, one of like the, the favorite heroes and basically like join the good side. Um, I mean, okay. spoiler, I mean, sure, sure. it kind of dabbles in that a little bit in the Mm -hmm. more recent episodes um the opportunity is there and things happen and it gets pretty real you know what i'm talking about but (laughs) i'm not gonna go too far into it but yeah i i I agree and see what you're saying for sure man okay um so that kind of ties up that that arc to the the two versus two mock battle um so that brings us to you know, the very beginning of what I consider like a pretty nasty and the last like arc for this Ugh. for this first season here. So um, you all know what I'm talking about. It's it's the USJ attack. Um, so to, to, or to, I guess, prologue what's going on with the arc here, um, the class now that everybody's done mock battles and, you know, they have their costumes and everything now, the, the class uh, by Mr. Aizawa uh, is asked to choose a class representative, which I think it, it's kind of, you know, it's like the homeroom leader, or like student liaison. Um, I guess it's a big deal in, in, in Japan. 
Uh, we don't really have it too much here in the States. Uh, I guess the closest thing would be like an ASP. We have like a, a elected officials to speak for us whenever, you know, big stuff has to happen on campus. Um, yeah. And so for, for, for class 1A, it's EDA. Um, and, you know, they have these elections. And I want to say that um, Deku actually wins, but he defers yeah. and uh, has, uh, you know, passes it off to Ida instead, feeling like he's going to be the better candidate. Um, so, Alan, what did you think of that action by Deku and just more characterization of, of uh, Ida coming into and the he, classroom? He's got a big part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so the reason why Deku didn't, ex well, he accepted it at first, but the reason why Deku like handed it off to Ida was because this was when the, they were like in the lunchroom and then the, the security oh, system went goodness. off. You're right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh yeah. So this, the security <laughs> system, you guys both forgot, but the security system goes off and they're like packing. And like, obviously when, you know, when alarms going off, people are like, panicking and like you know there's suffocating people and i think ida finds out that it, there's really no threat it was just reporters trying to get into the get into usj to talk to all might so um ida took it upon himself to be like like hey ochako like you know touch me so i can get your um zero gravity power and then ochako. just the way you worded it sorry yeah. touch me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Touch me, Ochako. So, um, Ochako, like, gives him the zero gravity power, and he, like, flips and turns, like, because his speed comes from his, um, what's it called? His calves. So he's, like, flipping and turning in the air, and he ended up, like, smashing into the emergency exit sign, and he's, like, like, hey, everyone calm down. Like, there's, there's no real emergency, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, reporters trying to get a word and they're like, oh, okay. And then that's the next day is when Deku was like, you know, like it was dope and all like that you guys all um, voted for me, but I don't feel like I'm like, uh, I don't know what the correct word, but I don't feel like I deserve it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like I feel Ida deserves it more. And then Ida was like, okay, dope. Like. Like I'll, I'll I accept, and then Momo's like, well, "What about me? Like I was a runner-up." Like, <laughs> like you know, they just like totally forgot about her, and then she, you know they just went on with it. So, Ida ended up becoming the, um, ended up becoming the class representative, and it makes sense because he, again, he's a guy who's playing by the rules all the time. Uh, doesn't you know he has his morals, and his morals are really high, so. Um, it makes a lot of sense. And then I think towards the end of the episode, they're like um, the principal and principal. It's funny because the principal is what? A, a rabbit or something like a, a rat? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> even even mentions it. He's like, what am I? Am I a rat? Am I a blah, blah, blah? No, I'm a principal. <laughs> and I'm like, that answers nothing. Yeah. So, um so they're looking at the damage that was dealt, and they're like, "Dude, somebody did this from from within inside. Um, someone, <laughs> someone is like, someone's planning against us. Like, we just don't know it yet. So that's, I think that's where the episode leaves off at. I think you're right. It's like I said, we're we're kind of uh, overlapping and uh, gaining our way through the series little by little. Um, 
so yeah, it, it might not come down to each each episode is exactly where we're saying it, it starts and stops. Um, but yeah, you're right. The the big part of this episode was uh, Tenya getting getting elected, and then uh, the very start of the field exercise at the USJ. Uh, so at the very like with most anime, they they end with uh, with these cliffhangers and. With the uh, the USJ field exercise, villains appear and then the the episode ends. Um, and it starts episode ten, uh, in, it's which is titled "Encounter with the Unknown." Um, it's it's revealed that the villain's plan is to split up the hero class and ambush ambush the kids. Um, and the whole point of this is to bring All Might. All Might's supposed to be at the the school as well, or on on this field exercise, but uh, he ends up. You know, using a lot of his you know three-hour time uh, bullshitting or whatever he was doing, so um, he ends up not going with the with the class at least in the beginning to to go on the field exercise. Um, yeah. So during the, the attack, uh, Deku is uh, gets stranded with uh, Sue, the frog girl, and Mineta, the uh, pervert purple ball grape guy. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> on this on this kind of uh, boat level, so the USJ is set up so there's different. I guess like fields or I don't know, or battlegrounds. Different um, terrain. And so terrain. That's that's a better description. Um, and so yeah, all the kids get split up onto these you know different terrain. And so uh, Deku is, is split with Sue and Mineta, and there's like this huge wave of villains, and they're eating. They have the kids separated, and they're attacking them. Um, and with this episode, the 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 whole plan is to try and get Ida out of there because you know because of his quirk he can run out and get help, um, and so Randy boy what did you think of this episode it's it's one of the more <laughs> action packed episodes um, so what were your thoughts oh I thought it was dope uh, it was the first time I think that you see the entire class kind of working together it becomes mm-hmm. a uh, kind of a theme throughout the show that it's all about teamwork and stuff like that, not individual quirks and people. Um, so this was kind of the first, I guess you can say, encounter where they needed to all work together. And I thought it was a good one to do um, instead of a simulation because there were actual real-life consequences if they didn't. So, like, Bakugo, you know, he always has his... Uh, his temper or whatever but in this situation he kind of had to keep it in check because obviously if he messed around and really did whatever he wanted to people could die um Mm -hmm. so i thought it was a great uh great way to execute it you know none of that simulation stuff anymore and i know that they mention it um at some point where this actually molds the class you know like the the events that happen over these next couple episodes as far as fighting uh the villains really distinguish them compared to the other classes that are going to school because all the other students have only dealt with simulations and these students have dealt with real villains that aren't trying to hold punches um so i thought it was dope uh i felt like I mean, I still feel this way about uh, Mineta, or however you say his name. I mean, I'm not a big fan of him as a character. Uh, 
I feel like he kind of, I, I know he's kind of just there for comedy, um, but I feel like he kind of just ruins the flow at times. Um, and in this episode was kind of the first introduction to that. And I was like, dude, just chill out, listen, do your thing and move on instead of acting all crazy and stuff. But I get it. That's the point of the character. Um, but I guess you could say it's working really well to, to the audience. Um, but I thought it was dope. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that we get to see again is the Deku like strategy and like him using his knowledge of quirks and um, uh, using like the, the, the cool way that he uses powers to get out of these situations. Um, yeah. So we, we also get to see him. He, his, his plan is for Sue to, is it throw them or like kind of uh, Spider-Man them out of there? Yeah, to launch them because they made he punched the water or something like that, so he made a whirlpool, and they all got sucked into the whirlpool while uh, uh, Mineta was throwing his little sticky balls into the whirlpool, yeah. so they all stuck together, and mm-hmm. she was like getting them out of there. So yeah, like I said, uh, we get to see Deku kind of uh, kind of using his, his strategy ability here, start to see that like show off a little bit. Um, so that brings us to episode 11, game over. Um, so Ida, through help from his other classmates, is able to break free of the villains and the USJ. To run his, uh, his, their plan is to get him to run back to the school and call up all the other teachers, all the other pro heroes to come back and uh, you know, kind of foil the plan of the villains here. Um, so Shigaraki... Um, we who's like i guess the main villain in this first uh, first season here uh kind of understands that like they're they're going to fail this plan isn't working it's it's lights out the jigs up it's game over for them um and just kind of like you know rubbing salt on the wound kind of thing he's like well fuck it let's let's kill some kids yeah and so when all my gets here um you know we'll we'll at least break him that way which just uh, it's just further character development for arguably one of the most badass villains of the series. Um, Alan, what were your thoughts on the way that this played out? Shigaraki's plan and, uh, like I said, there's roller coaster emotions here. What did you think of of episode eleven? Um, it didn't really feel it didn't really feel like trouble in t- because Aizawa was kind of like handling his business until. Mm-hmm. Until um, the astronaut dude, 13, is that his name? I think or, so. I believe yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, 13, like um, like, did the black hole, and then homeboy with the, um, with the, um, the portals um, ended up, u- like, putting a portal behind him, and he ended up black holing him, like, you know, 13 ended up black holing himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> people are dying like or you know like people are gonna die and um i think it was dope how they're like Ida, you're the fastest one here like try to get past them and then you know tell all the other teachers and then um like i think what's his name all might was still talking to the principal and the principal like he even said like the principal takes forever to talk to um, he just rambles on and on, and then he started making tea, and then he just knew it was going to take forever. And then, you know, Ida took, like, 
you know was taking off and then the um what's his name dude the the portal dude ended up trying to like capture him but bakugo and uh his homie i forget his name but um bakugo and his homie like ended up like taking out the portal dude and then Ida took off and i think that's when that's when we go into the next episode right episode 11 Mm -hmm. where um shigaraki was like dude like i think this is over like the dude is out he's gonna get all might and then like we haven't really done anything over here with these dudes and then this is where we find out about nomu because uh nomu is the big ass um like the all might killer pretty much like um what's his name from batman versus superman no batman versus superman dude the, oh yeah the big dude anyway so it's kind of like the hulk but like he has super strength all he has all these quirks he's genetically modified he actually was just a regular dude and they genetically modified him to have this like super strength super everything and like super regeneration blah 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 and he absorbs power and all this like absorbs punches and stuff and it's just like he ends up taking out um Aizawa. Um mm, so many feels. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually we're like we're jumping all over episode eleven and twelve from what I'm looking at the uh, episode twelve. But um yeah, dude, like those two episodes were just nuts. Like everything that happened at the USJ was just nuts. Like um because that's when you start seeing you don't really get to see any of the students' powers per se, but you do get to see like trouble and you get to see what it's really like to have your life in danger. And these students of class one a and class one a is supposed to be like the tip top, like probably, you know, tip top prospects to become heroes. Um, like you see them in danger and you're like, okay, how are you going to, how are you going to do this? And like, it's just really intense and like how it's intense, how, the villains figured out like, you know, they we're going to split these kids up and we're going to drop a, we're going to drop them into, you know, random parts of the USJ and the USJ's um, pretty much the field exercise was to um, I think rescue people in various, um, various conditions. So there was like a landslide area. There was an ocean area. There was um, blizzard fire uh there there's a bunch of different areas that it was called and the reason why they called it usj is because the students were like it's like the united uh, universal studios of japan and i think they called it i forgot why they called it usj but they actually like oh so it is kind of like universal studios japan but um yeah like it was interesting like hearing the villains say like oh like we're gonna break them up and you know they put Deku, Mineta, and Suyu in the water, not knowing that Suyu deals with water, but they thought that putting those, you know, putting three students in the water with all the other water villains, um, like, they thought they had the upper hand, but then, you know, Deku being Deku just, like, found a way. Yeah, like you said, we were, we're kind of jumping around between between episodes 11 and 12. Um 
So where we are now, I believe, is episode 12, which is titled All Might. And uh, so, yeah, the, the Nomu has been set free. And at this point, like, now the, the plan is clear. Um, their whole reason for doing this is, was to bring All Might there and to just murder All Might. Um, and it's at this point that uh, we, you know, with the, the Warp Gate villain and the Nomu, uh, our boy All Might is just completely outmatched. Um, and I think the, the, the move or whatever that sticks in my mind is, uh, all might tries the suplex or, uh, uh, you know, I guess ground pound the, the Nomu and to, and, uh, in doing so the warp gate guy actually creates a portal to where the Nomu, instead of getting his head like smashed into the ground actually comes up under all might and is, is gripping all might and is, uh, there's that pressure point that he has that injury that's, you know, makes it so that he's not able to be all might for more than three hours. He's, he's just hurting him here. And it looks like, I mean, all might could seriously die at this point. And it's at this point that we see the, the other students um, kind of come to the rescue. Um, and and it, I think it's Deku and for sure the, the, Todoroki shows up um, to help. Uh, Randy Boy, what was your thought on this kind of roller coaster of emotion uh, episode? Uh, oof, man, there were so many feels. Uh, this was, if I recall, the episode right after Aizawa got rocked. Um, so coming into this, I was already hurting because Aizawa <laughs> is my favorite character in the show. Um, and basically, his actions in these episodes, uh, I, when I say these, I mean like the last, what is it, 10 through 13. His actions in those episodes really stood out to me and uh, made me really like him. So going into this episode, I was already like at the bottom of the roller coaster. And uh, when this started happening it kind of brought it down a little bit more because it was a good fight for all might uh it wasn't easy uh he was actually uh uh he met his match and it was like oh wow the villains might actually win and to spoil it um for the listeners uh all might ends up realizing that the nomu can absorb punches but it doesn't negate punches. So basically he just outpunched the Nomu until what happened to the Nomu? Did it explode? Or it went flying yeah. somewhere? Yeah, he um, punched it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it just basically fell over. Um so yeah, so he basically outsmarted it and it was like, Oh yay, cool. Everybody's happy. Um but obviously that's not the end of the show so uh this was kind of just a glimpse but i thought the episode was great uh it was a good conflict you got to see all might getting pushed um as far as his strength and stuff like that um and all might wins so yay uh but that's what <laughs> i thought cool yeah uh, and just some quick like fact checking it's uh i think all might reveals to the students that it took 300 punches so it's a bunch of like 300 like quick punches and i guess he actually goes beyond 100 percent 
and to send the uh, the Nomu flying. Um, yeah, I forgot what but, he says. Does yeah, he say his, go beyond post ultra? He might have at that point. Yeah, I think I know they were like pushing that as like the uh, the uh, like the tagline for the series. Yeah. I'm not sure if he says it in this episode. Um, so yeah, it took him 300 punches. I think he says in his prime, like before his accident or before his like you know weakened state. He was able. He would have just. He would have beat the Nomu in five punches, I guess. Um, so that just goes to show his like weakening state. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, it uh, roller coaster emotion. We we get to see the the hero triumph, um, but it's not over yet. Uh, <laughs> we we know that uh, All Might has like pushed himself to the limit, and he's like, he he's he's getting ready to. You know, go back into his weakened state. Even I think it says like in in the the next episode, the last episode of of the first season here, uh, titled "In Each of Our Hearts," um, All Might standing there, and if he even like moves a muscle or something like that to flex or like tries to step forward, he he like he's done. He's used he's used all of his power. He's using whatever like exhaust he has left to keep his form. And uh, I believe Shigaraki kind of like lunges for him or like makes that move. Like, you know, this is our last shot to go after him. And uh, he's once again saved by Deku. Um, he's able to jump in and install the enemy. Um, and that's, uh, again, it's a roller coaster of emotion. You know, they have us kind of like down in, in our depths that uh, All Might's going to get murked right here. And, you know, like most superhero stories, you have your mentor. And you see him die or something like that. And that's what brings our hero about. So that was my thought going into this. Um, but sure enough, uh, you know, Deku's able to stall the enemy. And then we start seeing the other teachers arrive. Uh, Alan uh, taking that, uh, I guess, intro to the episode and then, you know, kind of taking us home. Uh, what did you think of episode 13? What was your reaction? Uh, I thought it was dope. First off, because <laughs> President Mike, President Mike showed up. And like at first you're like, okay, dude, what's your what's your quirk, man? Aside from you being loud and like being a radio personality, what's your quirk? And then like his first like his first like attack was he just goes, Yeah like <laughs> and he just like took out dudes, like took out a bunch of dudes. And I was hoping to see the principal take off, but yeah, you don't really see it. And I'm like, yo, come on, dude, you're the principal of the like by far the most prestigious hero academy in all of japan like why don't you do something but whatever um and then like you just see everyone you know come into theirs and start using all their um start using all of their uh quirks and i think tanya was like like i've come back for you guys like i told you i would and i was like (laughs) i was like um and then you know, then that sharpshooter dude, like that was dope. Like he was just the only dude with a revolver from super far. Um, and I think that's how that's how they ended up saving All Might was because, or All Might and um, Deku was because Deku was about to get smashed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shigaraki, I don't think we mentioned it, but his his quirk is decay. So if he if he touches you, then the part that he touches you, you know, you start decaying from. I think he ended up touching um, uh, Shoto Aizawa's arm or elbow and then, like, rendered him useless for, you know, his arm useless. Um, Next thing you know, so, like, 
All Might was about to get smashed on, so Deku came up, and Deku was trying to smash, and then Shigaraki got warped in, or Shigaraki's hand got warped into Deku, almost Deku's, uh, Deku's face, and then Sharpshooter Dude ends up like shooting his arm or something like that, and like, mm-hmm. um, and then President Mike shows up, and President Mike does his thing, and I, I don't know, dude. Like, I think of all the of all the teachers, I think um, Aizawa is probably the most mysterious and most like most like s- probably the sickest dude here. But like President Mike is just funny. Like yeah. I don't know if you guys saw, you guys probably saw the um, what's it called the special episode. You guys are before me, but like everything he does is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> like even in the later seasons, like this is just the first time you see President Mike outside of his teaching like you see him like you see him like actually like doing stuff with the kids and um like attacking i guess or like defending i don't know but using his powers and it was just it was just dope like all around like the whole usj incident was sick um like because you got you get a feel of everyone's powers you get to see like how they're being used and um it's just like, but you know that's not it. Like you saw All Might using like Go Beyond Pulse Ultra, and I, I forget what um like because All Might's American. I didn't know this, but All Might's American. Um, I should have figured, but um, <laughs> but before he does his like smash, like Deku, Deku took on the took on the mantle and started like using Smash as his own thing. And then, like, I think, like, they go Detroit, Smash, Delaware, Smash. But I forgot what he uses when he goes goes beyond Plus Ultra. But, um, man, like, that was, so, like, I watched, I remember watching that on the plane because I, I had, um, I think, like, a 12-hour plane ride on the way back from the Philippines. And um, I was like, dude, I'm going to, it was still, like, I think it was $2 an episode, though, on iTunes. <laughs> so I was like. I think I had like I bought five episodes and I was like, oh, this is only gonna last me like an hour to like hour and a half maybe at most. And I'm just like, Bef- oh no, like if every episode is about twenty minutes long, then probably a little longer than that. But I was like, dude, I I need to watch this. Like it's so dope. So I think I ended up watching the last five episodes like three or four times. Or oh, like, nice. three times. Damn, yeah, so awesome. I, I got well acquainted with the last. <laughs> no, no wonder man you're over here like correcting and being like actually it was this episode <laughs> yeah but sure, um man. yeah it was oh man like everything that happened in the usj and like again at the end of the incident like you know like you know that these students they're just students but you saw like a taste of their power especially bakugo and um and todoroki and mm-hmm. their homie do i don't i forget their homie's name but the what's the, his what's his quirk? Harden. Oh, okay. James, yeah, I don't remember his name. James, I yeah. think. Is his... <laughs> James. Oh James my Harden. god. Um, oh, my hero academia. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't know his homie, dude. I don't know his homie's name, but um, there it's dope. Like I, everything they did, like you get you get a taste of of all the students powers um including mineta who's pretty much just like there for comedic relief um and touching base on mineta like it's kind of like you 
you know, you have like in times of despair like that, where you're facing death pretty much like in times of disaster, like you have the people who are like Deku, who, who are like, okay, we got to do this. And you have the planners and then you have the Suyus who are just like, okay, like, let me know what to do. And I'll like, I'll help make myself useful. Then you got the people who are just freaking the fuck out. And that's Mineta. you know who's like oh like i never got to touch momo's boobs like i never got to do this (laughs) stuff like but he ended up becoming useful like by tossing off all those like purple balls and then like them getting stuck so um yeah like the whole the whole usj incident was just dope um i I mean there's and it just again it sets the tone for the later seasons because like you have to remember these kids are still like in their first couple weeks of UA, you know, of, mm-hmm. of hero school. So they, they barely just got their costumes, you know, they're barely, they're barely testing their limits. Like if they even have limits and they're like, you know, they, they don't have much to go from. So like, you know, moving forward, especially now that we're talking about episode 13, like, you know, moving forward, like, the League of Villains is going to come back. Like Shigaraki is going to come back. Um, and you know that there's a bigger, badder baddie because mm. um, Shigaraki's on like the like telecom with some dude. Um, and it's funny. I don't know. It's just funny that they're in like a, they're in like a, oh man, what's that? That dice, not dice game, but it's kind of like dominoes. Mahjong. They're in a Mahjong bar. Mm-hmm. Like that's her hideout, the League of Villains, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. It's just you just know that something else is going to happen in the later seasons. But that the way that ended, like the way season one ended, was just sick. Because then that was the end of. I think they gave them time off as, um, like for the students, they gave them time off because of the, you know, they had to like beef up their security. So all the students had time off. So like some of the students went home, and all this other stuff. Right, yeah, that brings us to the to the end of uh, season one. Um, so uh, Deku and uh, All Might are ther- seriously thrashed after the attack, um, even to the point where I, I just reading on a, a recap of the episode, uh, All Might like can't even hold his form anymore, and he's going to start to change. And uh, the heart James Harden guy, I guess his name is actually Kirishima. Kirishima, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, uh, so another pro hero, Cementos, actually like puts up a wall between them because uh, Kirishima's going to rush over to All Might and he knows that his like um, uh, secret identity will be revealed, but he doesn't yeah. want that, so Cementos throws up a little barrier. Um, and so the, you know, the, se- the season one ends with pretty much almost everybody, the students or what have you, um, some of them being seriously injured. Deku um, and All Might are uh, being helped by uh, Recovery Girl. Um, and after Deku gets out, he's met by Ochako and uh, Tenya, or Ida. And um, so, you know, we, we kind of get that whole Trinity um, that we see in, like, other series and other, you know, important uh, team-ups and stuff. So that's, you know, our, our Holy Trinity that we have there. Um, and as they're, you know, like you said, they're on vacation or they're giving some days off because of the attack, um, we see, I guess, kind of like the lead-in to the, to the coming seasons we know that now, since the League of Villains didn't succeed, they have this grudge against the UA. They're going to stop at nothing 
to get their vengeance. Um, and we also see, uh, I guess the season ends with a, a shadowy figure uh, on a rooftop staring down at the city. And uh, we'll find out later on who that, who that uh, shadowy figure is. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the season, season one, and you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but this was uh, with most of these, you know, ongoing series or our long running series, which I totally think no hero will become one of those like, seven eight nine season long series um this this first season here that we get is is just the world building um season uh, granted it had yeah, especially with the usj attack had a nasty nasty arc but um yeah i mean we're just getting introduced to these characters to the teachers to this world where you know 80 percent of people have some sort of superpower um so yeah i mean it, we, we we mentioned before that we went on and like binge watched to get ourselves current. So it's no, I don't speaking for for everyone. I think you know we're all pretty hooked and and loving this um, series. Uh, but I want to put it to you guys now. Final thoughts on season one, um, Randy boy. What did you think of of the the first season here? Um, I I feel that we were lucky that we jumped on when we did um, because we could binge watch because season one as an intro season like you said a world building season it was fire like I had a great time luckily I was able to just go straight into season two and then to season three I didn't have to wait until the next season came out because the way that this one ended I was like oh man uh, I would be very impatient, um, which is what we're going to come up to soon with season three. And I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I think for season three, we only have what, maybe four episodes left. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that, but for season one, it was like I already mentioned before, it was that roller coaster. It was, it was uh, exciting. It was intense. It was sad. It was, it was a lot of good stuff. Um, I don't think that there were many things wrong with the episodes. I mean, yes, there were a few that were um, a little bit toned down compared to others, but you have to have those. You know what I mean? Every episode can't be a heater. So <laughs> I get it. Um, but I had a great time. Uh, season one was fire. Uh, I can't wait to talk about season two. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Awesome. Alan, final thoughts on season one, man. What'd you think? Um, it, it's good. Like, just like Randy said, like, it's good that we caught on to my hero academia now. Like this came out in 2016. So we're two years behind, but like, we're, I think the U S is like finally catching on to MHA. Um, and now we're getting like a theatrical release of their new movie um to you know my hero academia two heroes um and then we're you know we're starting to like open up the my hero academia market which probably the same way as you know as it was with like pokemon digimon like when those came over to the us like we were a little past you know we were a little late um but like it's it's good that we caught on now because we binge watched like episode you know season one and two. Now we're caught up to season three and we're like waiting week by week for it. But if I had watched you know season one 
like week by week, I don't know if I would still be as entertained. Um, like it's still dope, but like the fact that I could have, I could binge watch it. And this goes for any movie, like any shows that the fact that you can binge watch it and like know that once you're done with this episode, you can find out why there's a cliffhanger and you can go on to the next episode. Um, but if I had to watch it week by week, it might be a little slow. So if, if anyone's losing hope on My Hero Academia, it gets better. And as if as if it had anything to get better from, like it's actually already a really good show in season one. But if you're losing that, you know, if you're losing that hope that about My Hero Academia, like it gets sick. Season two is sick. Season three is probably the best. Um, but like it just gets better and much you know, like much much better. Awesome, man. So, so Alan's final thought is: if you thought season one was hype, <laughs> prepare yourself for season two and three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I definitely I I do not disagree. Um, yeah, my final thoughts on season one was it's a it's one of those series like there's a couple anime where I started and I'm like okay this isn't really going anywhere I'm not really interested, but season one immediately the hooks the hooks are dug in and you know you're you're on this roller coaster of emotion and you want to kind of stick with the ride um and it's crazy just like in this short amount of time like the one you know one or two weeks that we binge watched it it's it's up there with one of my favorite anime like if anybody asks i will i will definitely recommend uh my hero up there um yeah and i'll just to echo what alan had said it's 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 if you're afraid of it becoming stale or getting boring or something like that. And like thinking that there's nowhere else for them to go. Um, they'll blow your mind with the, the second and third season. It just, they, they really pick up the momentum of the USJ attack and they just keep it going. Um, and just have these other arcs and stories and stuff that just get better and better. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're listening and you, you know, you're curious about whether or not you should get into the series, definitely get into it and kind of just, you know, strap in because it's going to be an awesome, awesome ride. Um, just some, I guess, like last last minute, just quick fire questions. Um, I just want to put to you guys to start preparing your answers. We'll, we'll go through just kind of with the season one mentality. I know it's kind of hard because we've seen the other seasons, um, but just really quick. So things like... Uh, you know, favorite hero or favorite character up to, you know, in season one? What, who are your picks, uh, starting with Alan? Uh, my favorite character from season one? Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, man. Because that means I got to think about... Um, all of like them. Students. Yeah, all <laughs> of them. Students, <laughs> League teachers. of Villains. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, if we're going strictly based on quirks, dude, sure, all sure. my man... Oof, oof. I mean, All Might's just like he's sick, dude. Like, yeah. man, I remember, <laughs> I remember being on the airplane. And I was just like, um, like an All Might shows up. I was like, thank God, All Might's here. <laughs> oh my god, like, <laughs> dude! Like All Might when he shows up, and then when he gets grabbed in like his weak spot, dude. I was like, no. Like, dude, I was like, I was on the airplane with nowhere to go, but I was just like, fuck. Like I like all my can die here. Like this can't be the end of all my like he has to, you know. And then, like, like you know, just you know, his powers like it's sick. Like every time he says smash, like he has to put like a name before it, and their names from the U.S. 
Like it's just hilarious. Like like Detroit Smash, Delaware Smash. Um and I, I forgot what else he uses, but dude, like every time he uses Smash, like so great. Like I, I think he's probably one of my favorites, hands down. Oh, did you say Texas? Texas was a big one that he used. But was that later in the season? Or later uh, in the series? I'm I didn't want to sure. spoil it, but I mean they don't <laughs> they don't do anything. I know there's New Hampshire later. Yeah. There's only one that's kind of a spoiler that I won't say. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Definitely table yeah. table that one for later. Yeah. Uh, all right. oh, so... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Randy Boy, your favorite character, season one, man. Who's your pick? Uh, Aizawa. Yeah, Aizawa. I mean I'm trying to think of a runner-up because I already mentioned Aizawa. Uh, just his demeanor is awesome, like how he just wants to go to sleep all the time and and all that stuff. That's that's hilarious. Um, but if I had to choose a runner-up, um, oh no, because we're going with season one. I was gonna say currently there's a another one that's growing on me, but season one. I think I'll go with All Might as well. Just yeah, Oof. just he's he's that that perfect hero. You know what I mean? He's funny. He's always smiling. He's badass. Um, the list goes on with All Might. So and I mean he's jacked. So <laughs> come on, <laughs> gotta go with All Might. He's the symbol of peace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what about you, Rob? Oh man. Uh... From the get-go, from his first introduction, my my choice for best character season one it has to go to, to Shigaraki, man. Shigaraki is Oof. just yeah. I'm always I'm always guy? down for I'm always down for the bad guys, man. I always think they're way more interesting than the heroes. Um, yeah, I, I really liked his character design. Like, I still don't know what is up with the fucking hands, man. Yeah, it's the most like random aspect and. Uh, it, it's that, and like his power is just—it's—it it can be pretty OP. Like the fact that anything you touch, whenever you have like your five fingers touch something, it's automatic decay. Is—is is it really an ill kind of OP uh, quirk to have? And uh, the fact that like when when it looked like the jig was up, when you know Ida's rushing off to get help, and they know that he's going to get help. Instead of like turning tail, he's like, "Well, let's kill some kids. Like, let's let's <laughs> at least at least break, you know, all my his like psyche or his, you know, break his heart that way. Like, he wasn't here to show up to save these kids. I mean, that that's what kind of like makes a series like next level for me. Is it's it's more than just the mustache twirling villain. He's like he's out there to to really hurt these heroes um, on, on not just a physical level, not just kill you. He's there to like mentally mess with you." Um, so yeah, Shigaraki is for for show my my favorite character choice uh, for season one. Um, uh, last 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 question for you guys, and I'll answer first so that you guys can get start getting your answers together. Um, but best best quirk from season one that you guys have seen. Ooh. So not necessarily oh, favorite character, but best quirk. Uh, you could you know whatever your way to think of it. It could be like one that you would want or one that you thought was a really cool aspect. Um, but yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I, I'll. I will have to say that one of the, I guess, craziest uh, quirks that I saw in the show that really kind of struck me was uh, was Todoroki. 
um, the the fact that he has both um, cold and hot, but uh, he really, you know, in this in this you know first season, we only see him use the ice. Yeah, and I was gonna the, uh, say, is that based I, on current feelings or season right. one feelings of him? Yeah, I, I think like they kind of spoil it in the show whenever they do those like intro commercial break kind of things. Yeah, uh, they do say like half cold, half hot, or you know, even in his intro, like when he first gets shown up, or like when they're doing like the the tests and stuff. I think it says that he's like half cold, but we don't get to see him do the half hot part of it. Um, but his quirk, just like the the fact that like the way that he can use ice. I mean, we've seen like ice and other superhero movies and stuff, but the fact that like he can like, put his foot down and make this crazy huge like yeah. ice wall or like you know shoot ice across somewhere i think is just an op power in general um and i've always just had a had a soft spot for for ice guys for some reason um so yeah his his quirk is is one of the illest types i've or at least is my quirk of choice in this in the first season um alan what is what's your uh, quirk of choice from the first season um bakugos is pretty dope especially after he um Especially after he got those grenade launcher looking things on his hands, like where he and then he says like it, it like pulls his the glycerin that he from his sweat in his hands and yeah. then like he releases them in one big explosion. I think that's pretty dope and like innovative as a like as a costume design. So I I'd probably go with him. Aside from all my like all my's probably like my favorite period, but like if I had to go runner up here, like it would probably definitely be um Bakugo. Nice, man. Excellent choice. Mm. All right, Randy boy. Take us home, man. It's tough. <laughs> There's so many. But I'm going to stick with my boy. I'm going to stick with him. Aizawa. Aizawa? Yeah. He's pretty dope. Eraser head. Now, I don't understand how he can control the... Uh, scarves or whatever you want to call those things because <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't make any sense his power is erasing things but i guess he can also control those uh scarves which is pretty fire too um but just everything about his power how he can uh erase the quirks as long as he looks at them but if he blinks then it cuts it off but then yeah. he wears the glasses so he can't or so people can't see uh what he's looking at and stuff oh so sick and then his eyes get all red and he has to put the eye drops in and whoo badass dude badass <laughs> all yeah. right guys I... <laughs> oh man um all right guys any other final thoughts for season one anything else you, you really just have to get off your chest about season one Watch uh, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking into cosplays right now. Really? Okay. I, yeah. I guess we could put that up. Like what would what would be your ideal cosplay? What would you who would you go as? I think I'd probably I don't know. Because I'm darker skinned, like I I think I I don't know if I would make a good Ida. But mm. like, like I wanted to do Ida because I have the calves, bro. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But such an easy costume for you, bro. Yeah. You already got the, the just physical. Like, just just put pipes and then like wear the um, <laughs> oh pipes on the back gosh, of my dude. calves, and then <laughs> and then you. I can even do the UA costume. So like I just roll up the sleeves a little bit on the 
on the Cavs, and that'd be it. But um, no, nah, like, like I don't know, because I know we were talking about cosplaying for next year's Comic Con, mm-hmm. like for a day. But I don't know. I I think I just think it's fun, like the fact that like high schoolers are now in, or they're in high school for being coming a hero. Like that was dope. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting storyline, and the way that they're approaching it is is very ill. Uh, Randy boy, you have any thoughts on a uh, cosplay? Oh, easy one for me, dude. Easy. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Weak all might, bro. Oh, jeez, man. I'll just walk around in a white t-shirt, some jeans, like really baggy jeans, and just not eat for a week. <laughs> and then just put some blood on my lip. I'm good. That's it. Good to go, man. Yeah. That's, that's it. Um, yeah, my, my cosplay would just be super easy. I'd want to do it as a group and just have everyone in the UA, uh, like PE clothes, basically. Yeah. The training and then just outfit. have everybody, yeah, have everybody wearing like a wig or something to to be like a specific character. I think it's pretty iconic. Once you see like a group of like four or five people with the UA jumpsuits and like different colored hair and stuff, you're like, oh shit, they're they're my hero. Yeah, that'd be easy. Like if like you know for our group, um, oh yeah, man. to just like buy like have a group buy of the UA uh, PE costume. Oh yeah, they yeah, make man. them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them on uh, Amazon or something like that. Yeah. yeah, just get the jacket and blue sweats or blue track pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dibs on ten. Let's tenure. do it. Let's get it. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Uh, we're we're September third, and we're uh, we're already planning next year's Comic Con costume. So hopefully you stay tuned, and episode uh, thirty eight or forty something <laughs> or whatever, we'll be like our costumes are done. We're about to go to Comic Con. We'll yeah, we gotta us. get badges first. Oh so, yeah, okay, struggle yeah that's real. coming up. All right, loungers. Well, that does it for our review of My Hero Academia season one. Um, stay tuned. So we're going to be kind of doing a little bit of a deep dive, uh, tackling the other the other two seasons, season two. And then I guess uh, we'll see where we are as far as season three stands, uh, where we are in, in, uh, in closing that one out. We might not be able to do a review of that one until the series uh, or season actually ends. Um, so stay tuned. Keep tuning in. Um, uh, if you guys have anything you would want to send to us as far as questions, suggestions, um, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter um, for both accounts. Where you can find us uh, at, that's a little at symbol, T-H-E-L-O-U-N-G-E-S-D. Uh, make sure to retweet comments and, and slide us those DMs. We, we really love them. Uh, so yeah, uh, once again, my name is Rob. I'm Alan. And I'm Randy. And we'll catch you guys next time.